everybody. It's Danny, and I'm back with another episode of Danny's Time Machine Radio. This time I'm jumping forward five years from last time, so now we are going to be talking about the year 2005. So as a reminder for everyone, just in case you didn't listen last time, uh, this is basically me picking a year out of my life and talking about and playing songs from bands that I listened to a lot in that particular year. Um, 2005 in particular was a big music year for me. So like right at the end of 2004, I moved to Santa Barbara from Sacramento. Uh, I spent all of 2005 in Santa Barbara and then a couple months, now I think less than a month of 06, and then I moved back to Sacramento. Tail between my legs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 2005 was the full year I lived in Santa Barbara. I was going to photography school. Um, that's how I met Eric and also a friend of ours named Jessica uh, and some other people, obviously. But I also discovered a lot of music, um, spent a shit ton, of t- shit ton of time downloading music, also going to a lot of shows when I should have been taking photos for school or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was a big year for me and I'm going to start this off with two of the bands I was probably the most obsessed with slash probably made my personality and annoyed people a lot. The first is a band called Kane Hodder from Seattle and second is DC's wonderful, amazing Frodus. So let's start with Kane Hodder, and then I'll talk a bit about them and Frodus. Desperation, the 
Hotter. The song I ended up putting on the episode is called I Think Patrick Swayze is Sexy. Uh, their only full-length album seems to have been nearly scrubbed from the internet. It's on, It's not on Apple Music. The song I was originally going to pick is off of their first EP. That version is not on YouTube, and so couldn't do that. But anyway, that was their single. Uh, All of their songs were about movies. I Think Patrick Swayze is Sexy is about the movie Gummo. I actually had to look that up because I couldn't remember. Um, But yeah, that was like their thing is like their songs are all about movies. They have a trilogy of songs about Willow. Uh, I think they have a song about Heathers. They have a song about the 1989 Batman movie. Dr. Zhivago, like a bunch of random movies. And it was fun. And like during that time that I was in Santa Barbara, I got like really into them and I figured out what all the, what all all the movies that the songs were about and watched all the movies and all that kind of stuff. I also got a chance to see them a couple times when I lived down there, um, which was very cool. The only time I've been to Chain Reaction in LA or Orange County or whatever it is. Anaheim. Anaheim. That's where it is. Uh, That was very cool. Also, that was the first time I saw, or the only time, rather, I saw the band Makoto, which is, which was a band fronted by that dude who does the 100 Words or Less podcast. But I don't know. They were a cool band, Kane Hodder. Uh, I think I originally found out about them through Alternative Press magazine, actually. Uh, there was a bands you need to know kind of thing, and they had a little thing in there about them. And so I checked them out, and I don't know. I like the like v- dynamics in the vocals. There's a good like scream, and he's got a pretty good range of vocals and stuff. Uh, and musically, that's just where I was at at the time in my life. Spent a lot of nights driving around. Santa Barbara going up and down the coast 
screaming at the top of my lungs along to that shit. And yeah, for a few years, I was re really, really into them. Um, also, Frodis. Um, sometime around 04, 05, I kind of rediscovered Frodis because I feel like I knew about them in high school, but I got really excited about them. Cody and I kind of like had all these ideas for bands and Frodis was was one of those bands that uh, we took a lot of influence from and tried to like copy a little bit, or at least I was when I was trying to write songs. This was after the band that was later known as Elder Youth. That's a long story for another time. Um, and, and yeah, I listened to a lot of Frodis. I spent a lot of time on eBay buying their shit on vinyl. Um, I finally own all of their LPs now on vinyl as of a couple years ago, I think. Um, but yeah, they were a really great band. Shelby Sinka is a great vocalist. He's done a lot of really cool shit outside of Frodus. They came back in, I think, like 2011 or something like that. Did another EP, played some shows. They didn't come over to the West Coast, though. Um, but yeah, Frodus was was great. I highly recommend if the song I played, the song is called F Letter. Uh, if if that was something that sounded cool to you, definitely check them out. They're a very good band. Uh, Thrice covered one of their songs on one of the Thrice's like Alchemy Index, I think it's called. I can't remember. I was over Thrice by the time that came out. I'm trying to make myself sound real fucking cool. <laughs> anyway. Up next, kind of seems like what I'm doing with this playlist is going from kind of harder, post-hardcore, punk kind of sound and slowly getting less and less hard until I get into the like easier stuff I was listening to if you want to, if, if that's the word you want to use. First up is Horse the Band. Horse the Band was a... Uh, I don't know, hardcore, post-hardcore, metalcore, something in their band with a synthesizer, which was their selling point for me. Uh, and they sang about like Nintendo and shit. Like the song I'm going to play is about a character from Mega Man. Um, but yeah, really fucking cool synthesizer. They use the MS-2000, a Korg synth, and a lot of fun like Nintendo-y sounding synth on there. And then I'm following that up with Bear versus Shark, who I'll talk a bit more about after the songs. So first up, Horse of the Band with Cutsman. Power Glove.
love the power glove. It's so bad. versus shark they were a band that i really fucking loved at that time as well uh, i was able to see them around this time uh, when i lived in santa barbara uh, they played at one of the coolest venues i've ever been to it was called skate street i went there a few times uh and it was essentially like an indoor skate park slash skateboard store like they sold boards and wheels and shirts and all that kind of shit uh, and then they had a little arcade and they had a venue like an upstairs venue and then they would have bigger shows uh, in the I think they would like set up a stage on like the inside of the ramps and shit or the half pipes and whatever uh, 
Uh, there's footage, it's real shaky and whatnot, of Converge playing there. Uh, around that time, I did not go to that show, though, because I didn't know about it. But anyway, it was a real fucking cool venue. Um, Bear vs. Shark played there. They were on tour with Circa Survive, which I'd never really heard them at that time. And so I was not really super interested in seeing them. And after I saw them, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not super interested in them. <laughs> but it was funny because, like, there were so many people there watching Circa Survive. And then I'd say a good half of them left. And then Bear vs. Shark played. So it was kind of nice for me. Like, it was less crowded. I was able to get up front and snap a whole bunch of pictures. Um, I've never seen a band change and swap instruments so often. They were constantly, like, every song, like, someone different was playing guitar. Okay, now the singer's playing keyboard. Now he's playing guitar. Now the guitarist is playing bass. And it was kind of all over the place. They were such a cool band, though. Like, their lyrics are very strange. I love the guy's voice. Um, their drumming is really fucking cool. Uh, they had a different drummer on each of their albums, uh, but each drummer did a really great job. And I was looking up the guy who played on the song we, that I just played because um, I thought he was from like some new metal band, but it didn't say on Discogs. It does look like he went on to play in uh, Insane Clown Posse. So that's cool, I guess. <laughs> uh, they're from Michigan, and I think they just announced that they're going to be doing another reunion show. Uh, after Bear vs. Shark broke up, they uh, members of Bear vs. Shark formed a band called Bars of Gold, which was pretty good as well. Um, and I think they got back together and toured as Bear vs. Shark at least once. So, yeah, Bear vs. Shark, really fucking fun, great band. Uh, that song was off of their album called Terror Hawk. They were on Equal Vision Records back then. Um, all right, now we're going to do two songs from bands that my friend Eric, who has been on the pod before, if you're a listener of the pod, he introduced me to a shit ton of music back, back then. We were just constantly burning each other's CDs and listening to shit in the cars and whatever. Like, that's how I know about pretty much any scrams, uh, Funeral Diner. He introduced me to Charles Bronson. Uh, Ed Gein was another one. But two bands that have really stuck, I liked right away from the get-go and still listen to to this day. First one is The Saddest Landscape. I actually did an episode on Saddest Landscape a while ago with Nate, and I talked a lot about them on there. They are such a great, like, Screamo, Scrams, whatever band. Uh, I, I wish they were more active still, but that's okay. They have a pretty big discography, lots of songs. And the other one that uh, has really stuck with me through the years, I didn't, hadn't heard them before, always kind of pushed them away as, oh, that's a stupid name, I don't like it, and I'm not talking about Saddest Landscape anymore. Uh, and I never really listened to them, but then... Eric and I had uh, met and become friends at the school, and he said, hey, I'm going to go see Me Without You. Would you like to go? And I did, and they blew me away. So first up, we've got the saddest landscape with Weightlessness is the New Black, and then a classic from Me Without You, January 1979. And I- 
So yeah, Me Without You came through Santa Barbara. They played at Skate Street. It was a beautiful fucking show. I was just so impressed with their live set. It was a good show all around. Uh, Owen played. Mr. Mike Kinsella uh, played and made a funny joke that I don't really quite remember, but I remember it being very funny about MySpace. Um, and this band called Gatsby's American Dream, which was like members of Waxwing, they were okay. But Me Without You just blew me away. They were touring Catch Us the Foxes, and so they were still a pretty young band, I guess. Uh, but Aaron Weiss, the singer, just like in full like winter wear, I think it was technically 2004 when we saw this show, uh, it just going through the crowd singing and they just had so much energy and it was such a cool venue to see them at and it just it blew me away and I just kicked myself for not listening to them sooner although had I listened to them sooner I wouldn't have had quite the same experience right but anyway it was really great. I love Me Without You. I also did an episode on them with my buddy Dante. They are just a band that just spans across like so many different genres. They get into all this weird folky stuff and like Neutral Milk Hotel area and then come back into this post-hardcore thing. And they always, every time I've seen them, put on such a great live show. Uh, just so much fun. If I don't know. If you don't listen to them, listen to them. Uh, Catch Rest the Foxes is where I started. It's their second album. Uh, their album right after that, a couple years later, was called Brother Sister. And that is my favorite, far and away my favorite. It's such a great like blend of them starting to get into folky stuff. There's some harp on there. So yeah, of all the music that Eric introduced me to, those are the two that I appreciate the most because they have stuck with me. I've been a fan for years. I have spent so much money on vinyl for both of those bands. And yeah, thanks, Eric. You rule. Uh, Okay, so yeah, we've completely moved out of like really screaming territory. Uh, One artist that I was into a lot, and I don't remember exactly how I came across him, whether it was from uh, Jessica or through Eric somehow, Um, but this was Saul Williams. He is a rapper, a poet, uh, all this kind of stuff. Really fucking amazing stuff. And in 04, I think, his self-titled album came out. Um, And I've listened to that so much in Santa Barbara. Uh, We tried to go see him because he was doing like a poetry reading at the University of Santa Barbara. But... um, I had to go back to Sacramento for something. I don't remember what exactly. I think Eric tried to go to it and couldn't get in because it was sold out. Or maybe it was Jessica. I can't quite remember, but he's fucking great. Uh, His self-titled album is definitely my favorite, uh, but he's done a lot of cool stuff since then. And he's moved into doing other types of art like he's doing filmmaking and stuff in a little bit now. Um, And then after that, well, I'm going to wait to introduce them. So we're going to start off Saul Williams, List of Demand, Reparations. (laughs) 
suffering, echinacea buffering. We aim to remember what we choose to forget. God's just a baby, and her diaper is wet. Call the police, I'm strapped to the teeth.
Okay, so that was The Pillows with a song called Hybrid Rainbow. The Pillows are a Japanese band. They did the soundtrack for the anime Fully Coolie or FLCL. Probably just as much as I made Kane Hodder and Frodus my personality, I kind of also made Fully Coolie my personality for a while there too. Uh, I loved Fully Coolie. It's still, I think, one of the greatest animes ever made, although I haven't watched it in a long time, and I don't watch a lot of anime anymore. But the pillows are freaking great. Like, listening to that song over the last couple days since I made this playlist has just... it. They fucking... They're so good. <laughs> they're so good. I just love how heavy that gets on the chorus. Uh, it sounds great. I really, really love it. Uh, I was so, so happy to be able to see them uh, in San Francisco that year. They played uh, at a place across the street from where Slim's was. I, I can't remember what it's called, uh, but I thought it was weird that it was right across the street from Slim's. It was a, a bunch of like Japanese bands. The Noodles played, The Pillows. Um Oh, and I can't remember the names. It was so long ago. I can't remember the names of the other bands, but I was so happy. Like, uh, I think I went to Sacramento for something else, and then I went over to San Francisco. It's about two hours, less than two hours away. Uh, Watched them play. Got completely soaked. It was, like, raining that night, and I was standing underneath. They had one of those, like, canopy-type things. And it was filling up with water slowly and it eventually like overflowed and started pouring all over my back. But once I got inside, it was so cool. Like they were really fucking great. They played all their Fooly Cooly hits, which was nice. Um, I kind of wish they had played some of their other songs because by that time I had like gone on and downloaded all their albums. And I bought a couple at Amoeba because they had a pretty good um, import section. But it was so cool to see. I took a few pictures at that show, too, which was nice. Uh, Nice to kind of remember that. Uh, And then had to drive to Santa Barbara after that because I think I had class the next day. Um, So it was like a six-hour drive from uh, San Francisco to Santa Barbara. But anyway, the pillows are great. Fully Cooly is really good. I think there's a new season out. Um, They keep, like, putting out these new seasons, and I have not watched any of them. There's like two new seasons or three new seasons. Um, but the first run of the show that was took place back then, good. Peak anime TV. Okay. Two more sets, I think, here. First up, we're going with, I guess, the Rilo Kylie slash members of Rilo Kylie. No, we'll call it the childhood actor section. <laughs> We've got Rilo Kylie and we've got the elected.
something for your son, mom, and stop taking all these pills. Cause it's cold in December and there's a reason to stay in. And I wanna see you when you're on the deck of that ship, yeah, you're sailing away. The sun looks right on your face. Without a reason to believe in something, could do most anything. Well, that's what you told me, so. Kylie with spectacular views and the elected with go on. This was just a time in my life where I listened to a lot of these two artists. Um, I saw both of them that year, actually, 
Uh, Rilo Kiley played at Coachella that year. That was the only year I went to Coachella. And I also saw The Elected at the Troubadour uh, with Isley. Um, very cool bands. I had seen Rilo Kiley a couple years before that, before I really knew who they were. Uh, I just went because my friend's band was playing and because I had heard that it was the guy playing guitar who was in Salute Your Shorts, which was a show I liked a lot when I was a kid. Uh, And then probably when I moved to Santa Barbara, Cody made me a tape with a bunch of Rado Kylie stuff. I think it was two albums. Uh, And I listened to that a lot and then got really, really into them. And then the Elected album came out, I think, in 05. Or the first album, anyway. But really fucking great stuff. Spectacular Views is one of my favorite Rado Kelly songs, if not my favorite. Um, I just loved listening to that while driving down the coast. Because it's all about things being fucking beautiful. And I don't know. I'm not a big beach ocean person, but... It was fun to drive around. All right, two more songs on this here episode. First up is the band Stars, that Canadian arts and crafts band. I liked a lot of arts and crafts stuff back then, uh, but Stars was definitely the one I think I listened to the most. Listening to it recently to make this playlist... I don't like it as much as I used to, but I liked it a lot back then. They were fun live. I also saw them at the Troubadour with Feist opening. That was interesting. It was before she hit it big, I guess. I think that that one red album cover album was out, maybe. But anyway, she opened. Um, Yeah, Stars. I picked the song The Big Fight because it's like slow and kind of jazzy. And it's got uh, both vocalists kind of going back and forth, which is very cool. And then finally, I'm ending things off with a song by Kind of Like Spitting, one of my all-time favorite artists, just in general. He does really good folky stuff. He does really good emo stuff, kind of pop-punky, whatever. He's all over the place. He's great. He makes me sad, though. I have a hard time listening to him because... There was a point about two years after 2005 or so, I was at a very sad place and I listened to a lot of kind of like spitting. Uh, but yeah, the song I picked is, is off of his album that came out in 05, uh, In the Red. The song is Worker B number 7438-F87904. It's a random number. But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. I don't think I'm going to do a outro after the last song so please enjoy these i hope these are episodes that you're enjoying i'm just kind of doing these because i haven't had anything recorded like regular episode wise but i've been thinking about them a lot and they're a lot of fun to do so please enjoy first up is stars with the big fight and then closing things out this time is kind of like spitting with worker b and then a long number thanks everyone you do it I 
is built on sand. June until May, second to second. Not even while you held my hand. It's death for the living. Yes, I am a ghost. The mirror is cloudy. I loved you the most. You threw out the pieces. Did things we didn't understand. Just relax, leave the past behind. I don't wanna have. 
have sex anymore just because I can With anyone that doesn't trust me stabs demand What happens to the trains that we were gonna jump? What happens to our plans to make our lives rough? Why do we fabricate so many folded truths? I can't get past myself, I'm falling over you So now I'm rolling up my sleeves, I'm just a worker bee Mom, look at me, I'm thinning Anger, guilt, rejection, pride Got caught whistling, walk the line Always knew you'd find a reason Always knew you'd find a reason Some way Did you know it'd break your heart That you would leave it from the start Honestly, that's just too hard to work with why are you surprised that I miss it, that I try, that I sing myself wrong every boxes with your knees and break a sweat with me one last time 